My apologies, everybody, for the delay tonight. It was totally on me. It was a mess up, a technical difficulty, and we're starting now. Does Jeff Driscoll put Marvin Jones on your bench this week? What can we expect from James Washington and his potential opportunity? And is Devin Singletary the smart start over Todd Gurley, plus the Week 10 leader in the 2019 Football Guys Players Championship, Jerry Kaforski, dropped in to talk about his interesting roster construction, why he has given up on Corey Davis, and more. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Falkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. If you've got what it takes, because I'm and I'm on the mic and premieres on the break. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Salutations, all you Balkaholics, Anger, Zach, and that is welcome to the latest episode of the HSFF Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I am, of course, your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman. My co-host is the patron saint of fantasy football, the Dizzle, Dave Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show, does Kareem Hunt need to be in your lineups, even with a healthy Nick Chubb? Should you be adding Jay Ajayi? and the Week 10 leader in the 2019 Football Guys Players Championship joins us to talk about his squad and Twixes. Yes, that's right, Twixes. Shout out to the chat room right now. Feel free to post any questions you might have in there. However, if you want to connect with us on Twitter, at HSFFOR, at Eric Balkman, at David Gerzak is where to reach us, 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OVA. You can also email the show, highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com. If you have any questions for us, now is the time to send them in. We'll try to get to all the chat room questions, all the tweets, all the emails in the fantasy feedback segment later on in the show. We are going to kick things off without further ado with just one week to go in the Football Guys Players Championship regular season. He is ahead of every other team in the competition, and he joins us now to talk about that squad and how he has managed it all the way to the top trying to win a $250,000 grand prize. Please welcome into the program, it is Jerry Kaforski. Jerry, thank you so much for uh, joining the show this week, man. This is awesome. No, thanks for having me. Maybe next time I come out, I get some uh, my own entrance music or something. 
<laughs> something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, the first thing we want to talk about, and I, you've probably been paying attention to the FFPC email that is going out uh, every single week on Wednesdays, but I have included a picture of George Costanza from the Seinfeld episode where he is at the auto dealership um, and, and ticked off by Kip or Ned, whoever the dealer is, uh, stealing his Twixes in the vending machine because you have your team name that's in first place. It's a Twix. They were all Twix. It was a setup. I didn't realize you were such a Seinfeld fan, man. Oh, yeah, it's a problem at this point. But me and my buddies, all our teams, if you see something Seinfeld-related with the quotes, they're definitely one of our teams out there. That's for sure. Uh, Dave, were you I, – I actually talked to you about this uh, a few weeks ago when Jerry was hanging out in the top five and now he's been leading – uh, the whole competition. Were you aware that it was a, it was a Seinfeld episode that, that when I pointed that out to you, or or did yeah. I have to? You were okay. Yeah, clearly a well. Well, I then I, I I knew you were a Seinfeld fan. I don't know if you're as big a fan as me, but we're welcome. Not, as, not many are as big a fan as you. <laughs> I mean, you, didn't you do some sort of college project on Seinfeld? <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I did, and I actually that I'm glad you pointed that out because I was looking at the, at the web. Uh, I don't know, like three four months ago. I noticed it is not published on the web anymore, but when I was going uh, to the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh, which has a huge Division Three matchup against University of Wisconsin Whitewater. No one cares. Uh, some people care because this team, <laughs> uh, both these teams that are playing tomorrow at D3 have gone on to play for the national title uh, last several years. Um, they have removed it from the UW Oshkosh website, but I had a, a, I had a um, uh, scholarly piece, a peer-reviewed piece, on the evolution of Seinfeld on the University of uh, Wisconsin uh, Oshkosh website that's not up anymore. Too bad you didn't get it published in like the New England Journal of Medicine or something. Well, it wasn't really a medicine article, but your po- your point is maybe Variety then. <laughs> Variety wouldn't have been a great post if they would have posted that on there. It didn't happen, but it doesn't matter because Seinfeld will forever live on, hopefully. In syndication. In well, it, it will live on in syndication but it will hopefully forever live on with our leader in the Football Guys Players Championship. Jerry, when you drafted this team, I think this was a late June draft, if I'm remembering correctly. Did you ever think that you would be leading the entire competition, 8,400 teams, as we come up on the last week of the regular season in the Football Guys Players Championship? I mean, you always honestly hope for it, but you always realize reality sets in at some point, kind of like Costanza, if you will, and eventually PTY is going to happen, and three, four injuries or something crazy. So, no, it is kind of exciting what we see in this position at this point. It's the, it's the summer of Jerry. We're going to talk about fantasy football in a second. But, Jerry, can you tell us when you are not leading the Football Guys Players Championship, tell us what you're doing for a living. Oh, I work for a uh, buying group for independent gas station operators throughout the U.S. So, uh, you know, we work with all the top candy manufacturers and just negotiate pricing and rebates for some of these independent retailers, uh, just making them competitive versus some of those large chains that are out there. Dave, you, uh, you're a candy fan. Do you have any questions for, for Jerry here? <laughs> I don't have any candy questions. No candy questions? Uh, yeah, what's your favorite candy bar, Jerry? That was going to be my... Yeah. What is it, Twix? Yeah, I, I don't have a partnership with Twist, so it's just. Yeah, fair enough. What's is your it, favorite, Balky? Uh, I think Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, but it's close. Yeah. You know, they, they come out every, you know, with Christmas, they come out with the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Christmas trees. With Halloween, they come out with the Reese's Peanut Butter uh, Cup uh, pumpkins. I don't know if they do anything for Thanksgiving, uh, but anytime you meld chocolate and peanut butter together, I, I, am, a, uh, I am a massive, massive fan. Um, but 
I know that with uh, with Jerry crushing it in the fantasy football uh, players championship football guys players championship, uh, he is a big fan of his team right now. He sure is. Uh, you took Leonard Fournette in the third round as your number two running back. Um, I stupidly passed on him in many drafts this year. Me so too. I should have uh, had your cheat sheet. Uh, he's sitting at running back number nine this year, or for the year so far. It seems like he could be even doing better. I mean, I feel like he's been shortchanged a little bit on some of the touchdowns maybe. Uh, on Johnson was there, Marlon Mack, Derrick Henry. Henry's still doing pretty well. Uh, but why was uh, Leonard Fournette your player, your, your guy to pick at that choice? Uh, I mean, for me, really, at that point, it kind of came down to usage. I mean, Jacksonville has no backups at all. Fournette's a three-down back. And he really kind of provides that first-round upside that, you know, he provided a couple of years ago. And you just can't find that many touches typically in the third round. And, you know, I guess in hindsight, Derrick Henry, though, I think he's probably the fifth or sixth-ranked running back right now. But I just wanted to stay away from him because you look at last year numbers, I mean, I think he had like eight or seven or eight single-digit games. So, you know, it's great when he can put up a 40-point game. But if he's putting up six, fours, and eights, you know, that's what makes you lose on a weekly basis. Dave, do you think how how would you take him in drafts next year? Is he an early second round pick for you right Four now? Fournette, Fournette. Because for me, like you know, and we're gonna get into the whole zero RB thing um, coming up in twenty twenty. But for me, I think I will I would be selecting him like a mid second round. I think in, in drafts next year, given what he's been able to do with. By the way, Gardner Minshew at quarterback for the majority of the season thus far. What she's been doing Minshew was fine when he was playing for the most part. He was all right. Game. Um, yeah, mid-second seems, uh, seems about accurate as to where he'd be drafted. I'm still not – you know, I, I tend to hold my grudges year after year, so I'm still not sure. You're still holding the four-neck grudge. I don't know if I'm taking him yet. I mean, yeah. we'll see. Um, but, the guy you know, has say, though, top I, passes. I'll just say the, the anomaly, though, of him having like 1,000 rushing yards with one rushing touchdown is kind of crazy. So I'm hoping in the second half here that starts getting the uptick. Absolutely. I would say, like, well, we can get into this later, but Fournette um, with the rushing touchdowns has been a total anomaly. Do you know that Devontae Adams has not caught any touchdowns so far this season? How weird is that? It is a bit unusual. And we are talking about a guy that that would be a borderline first-round pick next year, too. And here we are. Well, I know he's been hurt, but in week 11 with zero touchdowns, uh, certainly the uh, touchdowns could even out. Um, after the course of the season. Running backs and wide receivers are the lifeblood of the Football Guys Players Championship, Jerry. However, right now, on your roster, you have three quarterbacks. You have four tight ends. Is this sort of typical for your FFPC teams, your Football Guys Players Championship teams, or is this roster sort of an outlier in this, in the fact that, that you're pretty good at the top end of both running backs and receivers, and you want to make sure you have enough quarterbacks and tight ends for the stretch run? Uh, you know, I'd say, honestly, I try to go for two solid tight ends every year in most games just because, you know, the last thing you want to be doing is, God forbid, an injury like Cooper or anybody is having to go to that waiver wire and stick the thoughts and knocks of the world and hoping and praying for six points. Uh, that could just kill your team altogether. So for my team specifically, I was able to get Evan Engram and Austin Hooper. So I was pretty much set for tight ends for the rest of the year. And then Gasecki just through the white waiver wire pickup with his upage usage with his magic, you know, the last three weeks or so. Um, quarterbacks, I always roster two. I just don't ever want to scramble on the waiver wire for injury. But uh, Stafford right now is my backup QB. And, you know, with his broken back, I just don't know when he's going to play again or if ever. So I just scooped up folds this last week just in case. 
Dave, have you changed your opinion on Mike Kosicki at all this year? I mean, he, he's, he's had kind a, of coming around. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that um, for sure, you know, in redraft, you definitely have to give him a look. He's been getting more playing time, and there's, you know, talent there at wideout's not the best. So, yeah, I think Kosicki's worth a look, and he, you know, He's always had the athletic ability, so I think that, yeah, for sure I would look at him in Dynasty now. Kind of an unfair question. I'm going to ask it to both of you guys, uh, both Jerry and Dave, uh, and ask Dave first. But as we look forward to 2020 drafts, which we'll have going in the FFPC coming up in mm, roughly two months or so on the website, is Mike Kosicki a top 12 tight end for you guys? Is he a guy that you would be looking at as a starter, or is he still in the backup level? Jerry, let me pose that to you first. In drafts next year, would you be drafting Mike Kosicki as a top 12 option? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the position is just back depth at all. So, I mean, when you're talking 12, I mean, there's nothing to write home with 8, 9, or 10 either. So, I think for that point, it's more of what round are willing to take because you're still going to have the Ertz, the Kittles, the Kelseys, uh, Hunter Henry, you know, uh, Jared Cook maybe still be in there. I mean, I, I still think there's eight or nine solid ones, but I'll definitely be interested in Gusecki. But it will probably be more of a question of where I'm willing to draft him, probably what round. Dave, you you said you uh, reevaluate your position on uh, Mike Gusecki. Is is he a top twelve guy for you next next season? Uh, I think he'd probably be just outside borderline. I'm looking I'm looking at the a list of players. You got Kelsey Kittle, Ingram, Hooper, Andrews, Henry, Hawkinson, Ertz, Waller, Howard. That's 10. Fant is 11. And Joku's 12. Goddard's out there. Irv Smith, Iran, um, Jared Cook. And, 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 you know, so he's in the mix. Right, you yeah. Know what I mean, so there, but there is, there is some talent, uh, you know, there's some young talent. And I, he's, he's definitely part of that group, for sure. You brought him up, so I'm, 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 I want to get your opinion on him. We talked about him on this program last week after he caught that big 70-yard touchdown catch. Is Noah Fant, is he for real now? I mean, because I kind of wrote him off as, as like a – bus type uh, tight end. Um, he's still got the athleticism. Is he going to be able to get it done in Denver next year? I think he, I think so. I mean, he's got he had a he's a, I think he had a twenty eight percent market uh, market share of uh, of targets. And now they trade Emmanuel Sanders. So I mean, for the rest of this year, I mean, you have to look at Fant as one of their top you know options. Jerry, you I know you played some dynasty with the FFPC. You like Noah Fant going forward? Uh, you know, honestly, with my dynasty. I tend to stay away from players that I can't play in the first year. And, you know, rookie tight ends historically just typically never produce. And, you know, I know he's had some opportunity, but until he gets a real quarterback, too, it's just hard to kind of trust someone like that. Um, and, and, again, Dynasty, I'm just more in win-now mode than two, three years down the road. So I just tend to stay away. Yeah, the old Jake Rickroad strategy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yes. You know, it can work. It tends to work. Right. Um, so speaking of young uh, young players, you grabbed uh, James Washington off the waiver wire this this week, Jerry. He was three for forty nine last night, and uh, Juju has been really underperforming, and he had a concussion. Do you think he might be a flex option for you? Let's just say if Juju misses uh, misses next week. Yeah, you know I think so, and you know I kind of just picked him up more as a flyer because I don't have a lot of wide receiver depth. Um, you know, him having the connection, being Kyle's teammates with Rudolph, and last two weeks he had an uptick in targets and catches. So it kind of seemed like an opportunity play there. So there's the obvious upside of that now. But with that being said, i kind of disappointed because when both guys get knocked out, Deontay Johnson and Juju, I was expecting more than that. So it was kind of scary, I guess, to see him not get more yards and more targets and catches considering a guy named Hodges is getting everything. But... But absolutely, who will be in the mix? 
Yeah, what a mess it was last night with uh, with Pittsburgh. Deontay Johnson, concussion. Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, a concussion. Vance McDonald not doing much of the playing time. James Conner also got knocked out uh, with a shoulder injury as well. So we'll, we'll have to see what's going on with that Pittsburgh offense going forward, especially in Week 12 when they get a super juicy matchup in Cincinnati. So uh, it's something to be paying attention for if you are paying attention uh, to if you have any Pittsburgh Steelers going forward. I'd Let's, be still pissed off, though, if I had Connor and Juju going oh, last you night. Know, so okay. Combined for like four points. Yeah, exactly. So let me, let me talk about – What a bunch of bums, hey, Jerry? I'd be oh, – yeah. Anyway. Well, I, I'll say this. As far as those Steelers go, I had a basketball game last night, um, my rec league basketball game. My starting point guard, um, we, 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 right after the game, he checked his phone. He had Juju and Connor on the same team, and he just went off. Like, we won the game. And he just was so super ticked off. Jerry, we always talk about our own personal right, life. Right, we'll, we'll talk so, to you soon. Don't but, he, but he had Connor and Smith-Schuster, and he was just livid. He's like, if I start one more guy this season that plays a quarter and a half and then goes out, I'm just done. I'm so sick of it. He was super ticked off. Um, I with, benched Juju in my four. four of my, I, I just by some I, chance. I just didn't feel good right. about it. I, mean, I, I, good about I saw your, te- your text about that, and you had better options than Smith-Schuster to be able to bench him last night? Yeah, in four dynasty leagues. Wow. Four, yeah. Nice job. Well, I mean, it's, you know, like DJ Moore's, Tyler Boyd, right. and I just, Allen Robinson's. See, I mean, now Allen I Robinson's missing his tight ends, so I just didn't feel I wasn't. I've not been feeling it with Juju lately, man. But see, but, okay, that's fine, but I, I would have played him ahead of Tyler Boyd last night. Well, the Browns have a pretty decent pass defense. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, it, it's tough. Always been getting targets. The, they need Devlin Hodges in there um, because you know what you have in Mason Rudolph, and it's not good. Uh, throwing the ball to, to Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, I don't know about you know calling for Devlin. Well, I know, I know what I'm. I, but but here's the thing. I know what I'm getting with Juju Smith-Schuster when Mason Rudolph is the well, quarterback. You know, the team is trying to win games. They're not trying to give Juju Smith-Schuster fantasy points. I understand that, but I'm saying if I was a Juju Smith-Schuster owner, I would be rooting for somebody else at quarterback right now because it ain't good when Mason yeah. Rudolph is. It's great for Jalen Samuels. I mean, great for James Conner when he's playing. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you know, yeah, Kaepernick. Oh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah, 24 teams are checking out his audition. Is that what it is? 24? Yeah, it's up to 24. Holy to cow. 24. Well, we'll see what happens there. Hopefully uh, somebody who needs a quarterback. Jerry, we, we do have a question to come. Yeah, no, no. It's a, we'll, we'll see what happens there. <laughs> Let's keep it on the AFC tip. Corey Davis, uh, a guy that uh, I've, I've been a fan of for, for a couple of years, basically his entire career in the NFL. I know Dave is not as huge of a fan. Well, Dave hates him, uh, to, to, put it, to put it lightly. But you dropped Corey Davis off your roster. Have we already seen the best of his career? Is this what he is as far as it goes in the NFL? Or can he blossom with, with either a new quarterback throwing to him in Tennessee or if he gets on another roster uh, going forward, could he be a very big difference maker as far as receivers go for fantasy? Uh, I mean, I would say for fantasy, he's a bum. I mean, for, like, real-life football, I think, you know, obviously he's going to provide value. And, you know, with Tannehill, clearly it's going to be an improvement for that entire Titans offense. So, for me – it's just personally, I tend to not draft any players from the Tennessee Titans offense. Just, every year, you don't seem to put up a lot of points, and then they're like seven and seven, and they have a chance to get into the playoffs every single year. And they, so, Corey Davis, not bad. No, that's actually a good strategy. Four points. Go ahead. <laughs> four points, and then when I start him, and then you don't start him, he gets 20. And then you start him, and then he gets four, and then he gets 20. So it's just someone that I don't even bother with. And I picked him up off waiver wires just because I didn't have any depth again. So it was more of a flyer for me throughout the year. 
All right, so lesson number one from Jerry. Don't draft Titans. Do not draft Titans, ever. <laughs> I actually like that. I, I like that. Yeah. Do not draft the Titans. Well, I mean, what, what – what? They run, they run – they're probably one of the slowest offenses in football. Yeah. Quarterback play sucks. Anyway, go ahead. Well, my, my point is, Dave, and, and you'll probably second this, what Titan, if you drafted him this year, has paid off? Corey Davis hasn't. A.J. Brown, I mean, I guess A.J. Brown to a certain extent, maybe. No. Delaney Walker, no. no. Jonu Smith, you weren't drafting. Derrick Henry, no. Marcus Mariota. Henry has paid off. You think he has paid off for yeah, where you have to draft off. him? Yeah, he's like yeah, Okay, doing great. all right, he's okay. Like right now. I mean, to me, he's come on over the last two or three weeks, but if you drafted him. He's running back five or six. Jerry said it earlier, and he was drafted yeah. in the third round. So he's clearly paying okay. off. Okay, all right. I, I just, I, I. It's just math. I don't have, yeah, thank you. I don't have Derrick Henry in any, I got to think about this. You probably aren't paying a whole lot of attention, you know, I, if you don't own him. Right? I don't own him anywhere. Yeah, I get it. Um, and I feel like the first few weeks of the season, he was kind of a letdown. But over the course of the last few weeks, he's been awesome. He's been the type of guy that you want on your team as you make a playoff push, as you try to improve your seating in the playoffs, no question. So I get it with Derrick Henry there. But the thing about Derrick Henry, as Jerry kind of alluded to, is he does have those kind of bummer games because he doesn't catch the ball very often. He's a little bit like the Deshaun Jackson of, uh, of running backs. Which and is, he'll have these monster yeah. games of 188 yards and three touchdowns, and he'll have like, you know, 80 yards. And, and you don't think of him as like a Deshaun Jackson type player because he's sort of an accumulator. Yeah, but, but 255. Right, he's, he's, yeah, exactly. But, the, but then to your point, Dave, he'll all of a sudden go off for 150 yards and two touchdowns and, the, you know, like four or five catches for like 40 yards out of nowhere, and, and he'll totally crush it. Let's keep the conversation in that AFC South division. Breaking news, well, as of a few hours ago, T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell officially missing the Colts game this week, even with the return of Jacoby Brissett. So, yeah, so the question is, uh, can you get behind any of the Colts wide receivers in week 11 if Hilton misses again? We got uh, Chester Rogers and then that guy named after the coding language. Zach Pascal. Zach Pascal. That's yeah. a coding language. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, which, uh, any of those guys worth, uh, worth it? I mean, Ebron had 12 targets last week, and then you still have Jack Doyle over there, too. Yeah, I think the tight end probably are the more of the uh, play we're going to get the touchdown. But Pascal is probably the guy, if you're looking to probably get double-digit targets. I think he's gotten like an 18-point game already, so he shows that he can do it. But uh, Jacoby back, obviously, is huge. But, I mean, even in Jacksonville, I mean, they're coming off a bye, right? So, you know, it makes me a little hesitant. And, you know, they're probably just going to be the Marlon Mack show. And I think they played Houston and the Jets the previous weeks, and they didn't give up 100 yards to any receivers. They were in like the 50s or 60s for the highest yardage to a receiver. Uh, granted, those teams aren't the best, but you know, Hopkins, at least on Houston. So, I mean, if you have no other options, I would be comfortable with Pascal. But if I had actual legit options, I would definitely probably steer clear of the game. What, um, uh, Jerry, if you – I mean, I, I don't know how many people actually own both Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle, but if you had to make the choice between the two – Dave, you own both of them in one league? Yes. Really? Yes, I'm embarrassed about it. I do. I didn't. I didn't okay. Okay, Jerry, <laughs> hang on. I'm going to ask Dave this question Ebron first. Ebron is the answer. So, okay, so you would play Ebron over Doyle. Is yeah, that... I played the player who had a meeting with the coaches the week before about his role in the offense, had 12 targets, and then the following week I would play him again. Okay, so, so Jerry, Ebron is still the play for you over Doyle as far as Colts tight ends go? Exactly what he said. I mean, he cried and he got the ball. So. And, I mean, he's the more talented guy, right? I mean, he's in those end zone catches more <laughs> Crazy, dude, so. I feel I feel good about that. I actually um and this is my 
Scott Fishbowl one mention that I'm going to have tonight. But I I, I I actually picked up Eric Ebron in that league um, a couple of weeks ago when somebody cut him out of frustration. And, Dave, my starting the tight fact, end. The fact that you're doing waivers in the Scott Fishbowl, Scott Fishbowl, well, this, God bless you. Okay, yeah, well, whatever. This is a few <laughs> weeks ago. But I had um, my starting tight end in that league was Austin Hooper. And obviously oh, yeah. I can't count on him anywhere. Uh, so I have uh, Greg Olson uh, as my starter, and then I'm, I'm flexing out Eric Ebron. Yes. Yes, exactly. All right. Um, we're talking with Jerry Kaforsky, the leader in the uh, 2019 Football Guys Players Championship heading into week 11. Uh, let's get to the uh, same question here as far as receivers go, but switching from the Colts to the Ravens. Marquise Brown, if he doesn't play this week, which it, it, the status is, is sort of up in the air right now for him, would you look at Willie Steed? Would you look at Miles Boykin in your lineup catching passes from Lamar Jackson in a game total? I think it's at 50 and a half right now between the Ravens and Texans. Would you look at either of those guys as the number one receiver for, for Baltimore, or are you sort of staying away and say, hey, if Marquise Brown doesn't play, I'm not playing any receivers from Baltimore, Jerry? Yeah, I mean, absolutely not. You know, kind of what I was saying, I don't draft Titans. I don't draft wide receivers from Baltimore. That's maybe the Joe Flacco dual effect, but uh, either way, I just stay clear of those guys. And, I mean, I figure Lamar Jackson's just going to rush for 400 yards, and that will be the end of <laughs> Well, and Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram, too, right? Mark Ingram is, is fantasy-worthy this week. Uh, is he still there? I can barely tell. <laughs> so, okay, so for you, let's just get, let's get into this uh, for a second, Jerry. For you, the Baltimore Ravens, the offense is basically Lamar Jackson, and that's it. Well, I, I shouldn't say that's it. You you still do like Mark Andrews at least, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's very talented. I only got him on a couple of teams this year, but, yeah, he's clearly the one player I'd probably target. I don't typically draft quarterbacks anywhere near or double-digit rounds, so I'll just never own Lamar Jackson probably moving forward, right or wrong. Uh, so, yeah, probably Mark Andrews. And then maybe Hollywood Brown. I don't, I don't draft rookie-wide receivers either. Um, that's just something I stay away from. So, uh, but next year, absolutely, with the uptick and Lamar Jackson, I think I probably would, based on what I'm seeing this year. Question from the chat right now. Wasp guy wants to know, more points this week. They're playing each other, Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson. I already posted in there. I like Lamar Jackson to outscore Deshaun Watson this week. Dave, do you have a feeling on this between Watson and Jackson of who scores more fantasy points playing against each other in Houston? Um, I guess I'd probably lean Jackson, but, you know, it could be – it could go either way, but Lamar Jackson is so on fire right now. I'd have yeah. to roll with him. Jerry, what, what, what are your feelings on this? Would you, uh, if you had to take one between the two quarterbacks, is it Lamar Jackson or is it Deshaun Watson this week? I'm taking Lamar Jackson. I mean, he, he might run for 200 yards. It's yeah. crazy insane. And then he can throw for 200. And, you know, if Boykin does break loose or something or Andrews, I mean, he can throw for 200 too. So, yeah, it's Lamar Jackson. And Hopkins doesn't look the same player this year, and I don't know why that is, but uh, – I'd probably just stick with Lamar. Well, plus he has a higher floor, too, with all yeah. the rushing yards. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Well, and, like, Watson can rush the ball. He just doesn't – it's not – don't make a point of it. Exactly. It's not part of the game plan like it is uh, with Baltimore. Um, a huge part of the game plan in Arizona has been the uh, running backs. I think they are top ten in fantasy points per game as far as the position goes. But you don't know who it's going to be. And some people, Dave, are going to have to make a decision, who am I starting at Arizona uh, running back? Yeah, so this question, obviously, uh, it's David Johnson or Kenyon Drake. This is another chance for you to use a Seinfeld reference if you'd like to. Uh, do you want to pick? No, I hate the Drake. Do you yeah. love the Drake? 
or do you hate the Drake this week? You, tell us what what you think, Jerry. <laughs> in, in real in real life, I hate the Drake, but for that specific question, I would actually start Drake this week if I had to. Uh, I think Cliff even came out this today and said that uh, it's going to be by committee approach. Um, DJ's been banged up. They have a bye week next week, so if I had to guess who's going to get the touches, it's going to be they'll probably want to nurse DJ a little bit more into the bye week. And I think what was it two weeks ago? He exploded on San Francisco for you know 30 point game fantasy points, and they're playing it again this week. So I mean, I, I would definitely go with the guy that's done it most recently. Dave, do you own uh, Johnson and Drake in any leagues? I do, not, them? I do no? not own them combined in any leagues. No. Okay, but if you had the choice between the two, David Johnson and Kenyon Drake, and you could only start one at, at say, your second flex in the football guys uh, contest or anything like that, who would it be? Would it be Drake or Johnson? I would start Drake, and it's because uh, two things. One, they said that Drake was running with the one say in the, new, in the news article I saw on Twitter, or it was like some sort of tweet or whatever. And then also, I, I watched it. it, was, it was, again, this is on Twitter. It was. Uh, it was a running play of showing David Johnson running like a, an off tackle play, and he right. just looked like crap. He, he, oh he, yeah, he ran, yeah. Like, he ran like five yards and he didn't didn't even make a cut. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll take the Drake. I was listening to the Football Guys podcast this week, and Cecil Lamy said it looks like David Johnson is running in mud, and I looked at it, and it does. This guy is not healthy. You have a guy behind him in Kenyon Drake who they just made a trade for, who looked great. On uh, Thursday Night Football, I, I think that is the play. I'm actually starting Drake in a few leagues this week, not over Johnson because I don't own Johnson anywhere, but I think Drake makes a very strong start as your second running back or your top flex this week, no question. Um, let's get to a few emails that came in uh, for you, Jerry, this week. The first one is from Patrick in Santa Ana, California. He writes, what's up, Jerry? If David Montgomery doesn't go Sunday, does Tariq Cohen touch the ball 20 times? Nice job in the FPC. That is Patrick in Santa Ana, California. Thank you so much for the email, Patrick. Uh, I believe Montgomery did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. He got in a limited practice today. We'll see what happens as far as uh, week 11 goes. But, Jerry, if he is out or if he's limited, I guess we can say that too, like where he's not going to be at full strength. Is Tariq Cohen a strong play as your second running back this week? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not excited that they're going against the Rams. You know, I live in Lombard, Illinois, suburb of Chicago. So, you know, a Bears fan here, but... I mean, Cohen, they, they got rid of Mike Davis. They waived him, so they have some free agent guy that they brought in. It's probably going to be the offense. So it's going to be a lot of gadgets, probably from Gabriel, but I would absolutely start Cohen, and uh, I'm going to be starting him in my main event. So go Cohen and go Bears. Yeah, go Cohen, go Bears. I like that quite a bit. I think uh, Dave – no, not you. Um, uh, it's, it's, uh, I think it is one of my Kentucky teams. I have Tariq Cohen as a, going as a second running back this week, and, and hopefully it pays off if, if Dave Montgomery misses. Do you I, own feel, Dave? I feel pretty good about Cohen this week. Okay, all right. Um, they cut Mike Davis, obviously, as well. I don't know if we mentioned yeah, that, but yeah. he's on Carolina. I picked him up in a couple of leagues this week as uh, McCaffrey insurance, too. Yeah, that's, not, that's actually pretty shrewd of you. Uh, well, thank you so much. Um, but uh, Tariq Cohen is a guy I think that uh, if you're starting him at, uh, as a second running back, good upside play there. Uh, for sure. Let's go to Justin in New Haven, Connecticut. He writes, hey, Jerry, which Texans running back is the one to go with for my main event team this week, Carlos Hyde or Duke Johnson? Thank you for the email, Justin in New Haven, Connecticut. Obviously, these guys are teammates in real life. They are hosting the Baltimore Ravens this Sunday. Which one are you playing between Hyde and Duke Johnson in the FFPC main event, Jerry? 
you know, I'm probably going uh, Hyde. I, I just haven't seen enough consistency from Duke Johnson to have to trust him on a weekly basis. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably just stick with uh, Carlos Hyde. Dave, are you of that same mind where no. you would, if you had both of them, you would play Hyde over Duke Johnson? Because mm. Duke Johnson does catch passes, but Hyde has been getting so much volume with the with the Houston uh, offense over the last month. I don't really know if I have a great take. I might lean Duke Johnson, but I, I would probably trust Jerry over me because I haven't really been thinking about that. Okay, much. all right. You, you don't own either of these guys then, right? I own like one Duke Johnson share and no Carlos Hyde. And you've been benching him a lot, Duke Johnson. Uh, yeah, for Car- for uh, Derrick Henry and McCaffrey in that league. Ah, there you go. Um, is this a dynasty? The- uh, yeah. Okay, I got it. All right, uh, Jerry Kaporski, the leader in the Football Guys Players Championship, heading into Week 11, joining the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour tonight. Jerry, you've been extremely gracious with your time tonight. Before we let you go and get, uh, get ready to prep your team, uh, trying to stay up on top, trying to win that regular season points championship, Dave has one final question before we let you go. All right, uh, Jerry, we're looking for a player that, that not, a lot of FFPC guys will be starting, but you think he should be benched, and a sleeper that is uh, on a lot of benches, but actually should be started. Um, I don't know if a lot of people are starting, but, uh, you know, kind of what the question earlier, I mean, if you're playing Drake or DJ this week, I mean, I would probably just steer away from that game altogether. I mean, San Francisco defense, Ben tough. I mean, he ran all over him last time two weeks ago. I would imagine in practice it was a point of emphasis to make sure they don't get embarrassed again on the ground. So I would stay away from anybody uh, on the ground in the Arizona game, San Francisco. Um, for, I would say for start, you know, I think I'm going Darius Geis in one of my leagues. You know, maybe he can pull a little Kareem Hunt out of the magic out of his hands. Um, you know, AP, he hasn't shown anything too crazy. He's been good but nothing great, and I feel like they want to see what Geis can do for him. So I'm hoping Geis is going to, going to provide a good game to this week. I like, the, I like both of those. That's good. Yeah, the, the, for sure. And I lied. I'm going to ask you one final question based on your answer to that question, Jerry. Who is the better running back to own going forward for the rest of the season? Is it Darius Geis in Washington, or is it Kareem Hunt in Cleveland? Which guy would you rather have on your roster the rest of the way? Uh, I mean, I'm thinking i got to look at offenses, moving the ball, red zone opportunities. And Washington, I don't think they'll get many of those. So, you know, I, I mean, you saw just in the game back what Kareem Hunt was able to do. So, no, I'm excited for Hunt, and you saw what he did with KC, you know, a couple of years ago. So, you know, he's just the superior talent. So, absolutely, I'll go Hunt. Absolutely, you will go Hunt, and absolutely, we were thrilled to have Jerry Kaporski on the show tonight, the leader in the Football Guys Players Championship, heading into the final week of the uh, Football Guys Players Championship regular season. Good luck to you snaring or trying to snare that regular points title and as well as the $250,000 grand prize, Jerry. Uh, thank you so much for joining the show. And now go enjoy a Twix, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me, guys. Good luck. Thank you Good so time. much. Jerry Kaporski, straight out of Illinois, joining the uh, show tonight. Uh, the leader in the 2019 FPC. I don't know if it's if it's just me, Dave, but this season, I don't want to say it's flying by because it's been kind of a slog. But I can't believe we're in in you know coming up on week 11 already, uh, where where uh, fortunes will be made, and then we'll head into the FPC and the main event playoffs. It's flying by. Yeah, it's been a fun season actually. Really? Has it been for you? Sure. <laughs> well, you time. said. You said you had a big dynasty week in, in week 10. You, you uh, went undefeated, I want to say, in all your dynasty leagues. 
Yeah, I mean, eight, no, whatever. I had a, well, a, a lucky week. A a, well, week. so how are your teams looking overall? Uh, they're Just all they're dynasty all, wise. Yeah, they're all looking pretty good. I mean, there's two of them that may not make the playoffs. There's six of six that will for sure, but the other two are are probably fifty fifty or better. I play against Jeff Tarabasi in the fantasy short Corn league. Corn yeah. yeah, former guest of That's the show. It's a very irritating league because only four teams make the playoffs in that league out of out of twelve, and there's like seven pretty good teams. I think I'm the second or third highest scorer right now. Um, but I, oh, it's just bothersome because I had a really bad start. It's a victory what, points league. What, what league is this? I'm sorry. Fantasy Sharks. Fantasy it used Sharks. To be in it. 14, yeah, I know. I, I realized oh, yeah. only 14. Yeah, it used to be a 14 team league. I consolidated to 12. No one cares about this, but now it's the four teams only make the playoffs for whatever reason. And then the stupidest thing, in my opinion. All right, here we go. Is that the fourth, the, the play, if you're, if you're tied, if you're tied at victory points, it's, um, it's winning percentage, not points. Yeah. So whoever had the higher winning percentage over, anyway. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people who are emailing and complaining about the FFPC format may argue. We, we've, we do well, have arguments that every year teams, at teams this that time. should be like eight and three, but you know, seventh in points should get in over a team that's maybe four and seven, but like third or second yeah. in points. And I, I, that's a very tough argument for me to stomach because mm-hmm. I disagree. Uh, I'm with you on that. I just, if you're scoring points, you should have you a can't match. play defense and fan, you, right. know, you know, anyway. So. Um, uh, when I was in that fantasy sharks league, was when it was a fourteen teamer, were only four teams getting into the playoffs then too? I don't, I don't recall to be honest. Okay, with you. All right. uh, I do recall Wasp guy, uh, one of our buddies, Kern Reeve. He is proposing a new bet for us in the chat room tonight. Are we all? Are we square right now? We are not square. We are. You are and we I are. We know you and I are winning. Oh. After the Jared Cook bet from uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, are you sure? Yes. Didn't we lose one? We lost an AP bet. We we did, that was the one we lost. John Terry, former guest of the show, uh, a.k.a. Aunt Jemima, they have a new bet for us. They are proposing that Dallas Goddard scores greater than 11 points this week. So they are saying Goddard scores more than 11. We would be on the less than 11. How do you feel about that? Sure, that's fine with me. I, by the way, I should just read what he said. We are, they're behind us. Right. Well, it's fine. I was just bringing it up. I am also on you, uh, with you on that, Dave. I have – Goddard sucks. I, well, I'm not going to say that. But I have uh, five on Dallas Goddard. Scoring less than 11 points this week. Uh, as they say in, uh, all over the Twitterverse, hashtag me too. I got five on it. <laughs> hashtag me too. Where did that come from? I don't know. It's a movement, man. Yeah, it is a movement. All right, so you're on, uh, on that with uh, Wasp Guy and Anchorima. Let's get in. Uh, to uh, tonight's. Uh, so now we're going inverted back to fantasy flat. We're going back to fantasy flat. Right, this is totally my fault tonight. It was a massive. Do you want to talk about it? Well, Robin? we can't. I'll, I'll just say this. I had to go to uh, my in-laws tonight for dinner, for pizza, and. Uh, uh, sometimes pizza is unpredictable. Well, not not necessarily that, <laughs> but I um it was my wife's and my mother-in-law's. They have the same birthday on Thursday, so we're sort of celebrating both tonight. And I got, I was up super late last night after I worked out and then I had a basketball league and then I got up early this morning to work out too. So I was very tired all day after I, uh, we, we had dinner. It was great. I went back uh, to work uh, just to get a quick nap in before the show. And I set my alarm for, for on my phone and I woke up. Eight, where do you, you sleep in your chair? No, no. And, love and the love sack. Yeah. We have and, a love sack at the office. Right. So I was just like, I, I'll just, I'm just going to pound a quick 40 minute nap here. I'll be good. My alarm never went off. <laughs> 
So then I wake up eight minutes before the show starts. I'm like, I, I was going to text you. You should have. I mean, because yeah. that, well, because I have. I figured you're a grown man. Well, you're, you're, I am a grown, well, I'm a grown man, kind of. <laughs> but I had my, um, I didn't put it on silent because I'm, I'm always afraid of, of stuff like this happening. Nobody called or texted me. Oh. And, and my alarm, I don't know if I, uh, what happened. I still haven't checked my phone to find out if I set it for like, um, uh, 8, 8, 8 a.m. instead of yeah, 8 right. p.m. or what have you. Um, so then I, I like, free, I wake up and I'm like, crap. So then, and don't <laughs> tell the highway patrol this, but I'm like trying to dial up the show in my laptop oh, on the wonderful. way over to the studio tonight. Yeah, it was really, really ridiculous. Well, trying you can, to get you can go like a hundred on that part of 441. I was, I, I, I no, I was not speeding. Because there's yeah. no, there's no cops. And I, for about I, four listen, miles, you can't even. I go like 100 of them. I, I know your policy on that. That's not something I subscribe yeah, to. It's just, there's never a chopper or anything overhead. That, you know, they're never yeah. in a bus. Well, okay. Well, just go for it. I get it. It's not something <laughs> I'm going to go for. So in any event. Just with my new Tesla Model 3 that I'm going to have to get. Hey, Meyer. Well, yeah, well, I saw this tweet from you. <laughs> What's that? The, about the Tesla. You, yeah, um, yeah, they have fart mode. Yeah, what is that? So the Tesla Model 3 performance, I assume the rest of the Tesla Model 3s, have this feature. It's, it's on their, like, iPad thing, uh, you know, that's on – you know, the screen, they have a screen. Yeah, yeah. They have almost no other, you know, dials or anything like that. It's called fart mode. And so you can press the thing and you can play, actually it's called emissions control testing. Is there a little jokey thing? Yeah. And you can, um, you can have farts go off in various seats in the, in the car. Oh, that's and awesome. And there's like five or six different types of farts. And then you can actually program it to have it only go off when you, when you hit the turn signal. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so stupid, but that's, it's really, that's it's pretty awesome. funny. No, it's, it's not stupid at all. And it's free. Uh, I want to say five or six, with the car. Right. Five or six years ago, my, okay, my mother, God bless her, she's the best. Straight-laced, will do anything for anyone. That, that's the type of person she is. We'll be getting to the rundown soon. We will. Fart mode, then your mom. But my mom it thinks farts are absolutely hilarious. <laughs> it's like she thinks they are the best. So I can't remember who got it for, but one year at Christmas, they got her this remote-controlled fart machine. It is a speaker. It's a portable speaker yeah. of, of the size of a Walkman, uh-huh. essentially, and you place it wherever, and then it comes in a little tiny remote, like the uh-huh. size of like, uh, like an Apple TV remote or whatever, and you hit the button, and the, it, it makes a loud fart. <laughs> so and, and my mother, who like has the most, normally, has the most sophisticated sense of humor, was in tears really? using this. She brought it. Bring it to church one time. Well, well, really let me tell you. Let me tell you this. She brought it over to our house probably about a month ago uh, on a whim for the kids and my kids. Oh, they must. Love it. Kids, oh, they kids, can't get enough of it. it. Yeah, they cannot it. get enough of it. They think it's the absolute best. This uh, we you call it. Bring the, it around some dogs. Dogs would probably love it. Too. Really? I don't know. You know. Dogs love farts. <laughs> I know they, they fart they, a lot. They I find it interesting. All right. Well, fair enough. <laughs> and so that's the fart machine, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Tonight's rundown. Tonight's rundown. Hey, Rob, how's it going over yeah, there? Yeah, exactly. Football guys, Roto World, and Rob. for uh, Rob th- looks like he just kind of let one loose. Right. <laughs> he might have silent but deadly. Uh, we're going to get into this. Devontae Freeman uh, with a foot injury is officially out for this week against the Panthers, according to the AJC, a.k.a. the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He actually um, had this foot injury against New Orleans in their upset win against the Saints and never practiced this week. Now, this is interesting because Ido Smith, is already on IR, Dave. He will not be playing this week. So Brian Hill, 71 yards and a touchdown in week 10. Now he is the man coming into this week. I picked him up in several leagues, uh, in Kentucky especially, this past week. And I'm going to tell you right now, he is locked and loaded as a starter in every league I own him in. I love him this week. 
do you also share this same love for Brian Hill? I definitely share the love. I don't share the ownership percentage. Oh, I went crazy on him, man. Yeah, that's great. I mean, congratulations. I mean, well, yeah, it crippled me in a lot of leagues for bidding, but whatever, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's something else. Did you, by the way, and this is another kind of aside. Yeah. Did you see the tweet? It was, it was some of our fantasy guys. I'm not sure if it was um, like Davis Maddock or somebody. Yes. Yeah, we can get it. We, I, I, I don't know if it, this is the same tweet we're I'm talking sure about. I'm sure it is. I'm da- sure Davis, it is. Davis, well, it may not be. Davis Maddock was on the couch this week for the On the oh, Couch podcast okay. for football guys. And, you know, Sigmund Bloom was fantastic, one of my favorite guys in the industry. He brings on these various other industry guys every week. And Davis Maddock was the guest this week. And one of the Davis Maddock's running gags is that he just says, you know, we all have our favorites and we all have our anti-favorites. And one of the anti-favorites for Davis Maddock is Brian Hill. And somebody tweeted at him, hey, Brian Hill, looking at this. And he's like, Brian Hill sucks. Right, yeah. And, And so then Brian Hill actually tweeted back the NFL player at Davis Maddox. Yeah. And they went back and forth on some stuff. His, his tweet back was kind of like one of those, like, you know, pondering smiley, you know, pondering things. Oh, the thinking like emoji. The thinking yeah, emoji. Yeah, exactly. So, so then Davis DM'd him and he said, Hey man, would you just want to come on my podcast? Well, at first of all, he apologized. He's right, like, yeah. Oh, Hey, you know, we're, I was just kidding around. I didn't right. really mean it or anything. Like right. That. And but. Brian Hill DM'd him back. like, yeah, yeah, no problem. So Davis Maddox actually had Brian Hill, on his podcast, that's awesome. And and they talk fantasy for a while, or, and and football and Falcons and and what have you, and and so that was very cool. And I have not got a chance to to listen to it yet, but Brian Hill is going to be a busy man this week. I like him quite a bit. In fact, do we have? Hey Rob, why don't you ever DM Andy Isabella right, hope, for us? Yeah, thanks for it. nothing. Yeah, we should get Joey Isabella on the show. Yeah, and then <laughs> pa- pave the way for Andy <laughs> Isabella. Um, so we um, we're going to answer this question with a different player later on in the show, Dave, but let me pose this to you. If you can only start one running back between Brian Hill and Todd Gurley this week, oh, God. who would you play? Uh, if you could only play one as, as your final flex in like a football guys league or an FFPC main event, who would you play? So Atlanta's playing the Panthers. Let me bring this up here. I'm going to, I'm going to bring this up. Yeah. In Carolina. And uh, the Rams are hosting the Bears. I can tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, you know what? I would. I hate to say it. I play Brian Hill. I've, you know, I've girly benched. <laughs> Don't hate to say it because I agree with you. Yeah, I've girly benched in some leagues. I'm benched for James White in the league right now. I mean, yeah. he's just not reliable. Um, where do you think Todd Gurley goes in drafts next year? Just curiously, is he a fifth round pick? I think he goes in the third or fourth if he continues his current production, which yeah. is it's not terrible. Right. I mean, it's not great. And and. Um, Mike, I mean, it doesn't sound like he's too happy with his usage either. No, he's he doesn't. Kind of like he doesn't. annoyed that he wasn't even in there late. I'm going to throw this out there right now, and, uh, you know, you can ridicule me as, as you will. Mike Clay, uh, formerly of Pro Football Focus, now of ESPN. And graduate of Cutstown uh, University. Oh, by the way, I – okay, I, I know I say Average this. Average ACC is a 19. Right. I know I say this all the time. I say, hey, you, you got to – I got to talk to you about something off the air. You, we really need to talk to, about something off the air <laughs> okay. in regards to that. Um, we can't talk about it on the air because it's not important for fantasy. Every SCT in Oshkosh is probably a 20, by the way. Oh, they have a massive showdown. It's on TV tomorrow, Dave. UW Oshkosh, UW Whitewater. Tomorrow for the right to go to the NCAA Division Three National Championship Tournament. It's on TV. It's on the radio. It's going to be huge. Um, what time I, is the game and where is that? I believe it's at 7 o'clock. It's at Titan Stadium at UW Oshkosh. Really? Yeah. We should go. Um, we can't because I'm celebrating my wife's birthday tomorrow. Uh, we're going out to dinner, so I cannot. Great. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So the other thing I'm going to say, Mike Clay brought this up on the ESPN Fantasy Fo- uh, Focus Football Podcast. 
is Todd Gurley going to be on the Rams next year? And before you laugh at that, remember, this is a team that traded for Jalen Ramsey, gave up massive draft assets. They have to pay him. They already have the highest-paid defensive player in the NFL in Aaron Donald. They are already paying massive amounts of cash Didn't they trade away all their picks to Jared Goff. Yes, they, they, they've traded. They've unloaded a lot of their picks. So they have a lot of commitments at a lot of spots. And what did they do last year in the draft? They traded up to get Daryl Henderson, and they're paying a ton of money to Todd Gurley. It's his, where's his contract? Do you know what Well, yeah, it would be a massive cap hit in 2020 if they were to release him or anything like yeah, that. I mean, you know, but they could offload him to somebody else. Sure. I mean, it's possible. I think it's possible if they like Henderson. I mean, he hasn't played a whole lot, but, I mean, that doesn't mean he's not decent. Would you be looking to acquire Daryl Henderson in the offseason this year in your dynasty leagues? Well, if you're going to acquire him now, is actually a good time to acquire him. Why wait till the offseason? Get him now for probably a few – if you probably get him for a future second for most, yeah. most people. Because I mean, he's been, he's been underwhelming. Who would second? Oh, plenty of dicks in my dynasty leagues. <laughs> you know what? That's no a good question. point. Because they're like, oh, he's going to be great, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, he's done nothing. He's averaging 2.2 points a game or something. Right, yeah. Uh, I can't even – I don't know if, if Tupacker has him in any of the dynasty leagues. That, well, I'm only in one dynasty league with him. But if he owns him, I guarantee he'd be asking for two firsts uh, to try to – for me to pry Daryl Henderson off him. Hey, you know, Tupacker's birthday is tomorrow, so thanks for the invite is what he had to say. Oh, is it – is it – hold on. I'm, I'm – uh, it's his birthday tomorrow. All right. So what, what, so no, what here's, you, no, hold on. I'm going to say this right now. And your birthday is coming up too, right? It's and coming so up. Leroy's. It, what are you guys all, what, what, what stupid astrological sign are all you dorks? No, no, no we're all Sagittarius. What um, is that anyway? What do you mean? What is the Sagittarius? Sag, Taurus what? is a bull. What is a Sagittarius? I have no idea what it would be. Uh, no, is no it a clue. thing? Is it like anything? Well, I can, I can look it up. Like Gemini quick. are twins. Taurus right. is a bull. You don't even know what your own sign is? No, I don't pay attention to astrology. What? So, I mean, do you? What are you? I'm a Taurus. I'm fully aware of it. Oh, okay. I'm a bull. All right. Clearly, uh, I'm a bull. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sagittarius is the zodiac symbol. Oh, is two a, Packers of Scorpio. Yours, a, yours is, is your. Oh, yeah, because we're right on the cusp. Yeah. Scorpio so is cool. That's, that's cool. Sagittarius, Sagittarius is kind of. The like, zodiac symbol. On the, the zodiac symbol is an archer, and the zodiac oh. element is fire. Well, that's not bad. Actually, yeah. an archer is okay. All right. Well, so that, that's where I'm at. So, do you okay, actually no. try to get the. the the arching Indian in the, with, when you have the... Always. Because, the and, no, and you know, the only thing worse than not getting the... Is the, it cut off? Is it cut off. Oh, that yeah. is the worst. When you get a Tootsie Pop and the Archer Indian, that's what you want, but it's got to be the full shooting the star. If you get it cut off, that is horrible, horrible luck. All right, so this is my imitation to Tupacker. We are going to the town council in gorgeous downtown Nina, Wisconsin tomorrow, which I know is, is Tupacker's hometown. Never heard of it. So if you want to come out to town council... Uh, show up at five with uh, your wife uh, Michelle, and we will be happy to have a birthday dinner with you, Tupac. Town council. That's Town a, council. A, is that a, it, it's an award-winning. It's an award-winning bar slash restaurant. They make great craft cocktails. They have great craft beer there. Looking right. forward to it. Meet you there. All right. Are you gonna come too? No. And bring Kathy. It'll be. It'll oh, be. Oh yeah, a, I'm sure. She'll love it. She can get. Um, Kathy will be watching cooking shows here at home. But she can watch a live cooking show <laughs> at scared. Town we, Council. We definitely won't be. All right. Well, the, the invite is extended. You know, Disney Plus just came out. Maybe we'll watch some of that. The, the invite is extended for Jeff Driscoll this week, Dave, as he is going to be the starting quarterback for the second straight week for the Detroit Lions, according to Dave Burkett on Twitter. Matthew Stafford having that back issue, the broken back, uh, as it were. He I is mean, gonna... how is this guy not on IR? He has broken vertebrae well, right. in his back. The, the issue is with, with – the Lions, they are in the thick of the playoff chase. And if you're going to make the playoffs, you are going to do it via Matthew Stafford and not Jeff Driscoll. I think that is why he is not on IR. 
The question I bring up to you, Dave, is you are still playing Kenny Galladay. No question. Well, are you? I wouldn't say no question. Really? Well, I mean, Galladay has had plenty of crappy weeks already. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's do this right now, now that you bring that up. Um, would you rather – let's do a quick would you rather, Rob, don't play it. Would you rather play Kenny Galladay at home against the Cowboys or Cortland Sutton at Minnesota? Uh, you know, horse apiece. Sutton. I would go Galladay. Galladay or – No. Galladay – well, I mean, you're, it's, it's – it's, All right, it's, fine. Keep going. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> it's already 10 away. Let's, let's, let's go deeper here. Uh, Galladay or McLaurin at the Jets – or excuse me, at home against the Jets. Uh, McLaurin. I would go five on that. <laughs> Do you want to go five on that? You're, you're, you're like a person who, who shops uh, courts, you know, well, courts no, for, your, for your clients. I yeah, guess, I'll, I'm happy to go five. Okay, all right. I, I got five on uh, Kenny Galladay outscoring Terry McLaurin in week 11. Sure, I'll take the rookie. I don't care. I got five on it. All right, a little bonus Luna's there. Um, would you go Kenny Galladay or, let me see if I can find another one here, Mohamed Sanu at the Eagles? Uh, I, I might go Galladay just because there's so many possible players that the Patriots can throw to and give touches to. So, but that's actually kind of close too. It really uh, is. I agree, and I also think it's close. Um, here's um, no, let's not do that. Let's go the other way here. Uh, Kenny Galladay or Curtis Samuel at home against the Falcons. Uh, I think that game's gonna be a shootout. I like Samuel quite a bit. I'll take Samuel. I would take Galladay, but it's not close enough for me to put five on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you just skipped to the side of all these. Well, I mean, I, I, get, I would leave it up to you. I'm going <laughs> to say, like, you could. Uh, Galladay or Allen Robinson at the Rams? Allen Robinson. And Galladay or. Oh, he already played. Tyrell Williams at home against the Bengals. Yeah, I'll take. I don't know. I guess I'll take Galladay because he's more talented. I agree. Um, the whole point of this was uh, Tyrell could outscore him pretty easily. He could. Uh, the whole point of this was Marvin Jones. Are you benching Marvin Jones in your league this week based on Jeff Driscoll throwing to him? Uh, you know, again, only if you have better options. But I think Marvin Jones is still startable. Right. He's startable for me as Marvin like a, Jones. Hasn't he outscored Galladay on the year? He. Uh, I guarantee that, he did with that four touchdown game. He's probably outscoring him right now. Really? You think he is? I, I'd have, are you going to look it up or am I? I'll look it up. You look it up because I'm going to get to the next thing here. We've got to fly. Jordan Howard is dealing with a stinger. He has not been cleared for contact, for God's sake. He's out. This, Start Sanders all over. This, according to Dave Zangaro on Twitter, this, this is massive because in, uh, on Sunday, the Eagles actually host the New England Patriots, and Darren Sproles has already been ruled out for the year with a nasty hip injury. So it's Boston Scott. And as Dave mentioned, Miles Sanders. You know, uh, Sproul should just retire. We're, we're going to get to an email here in a second, but Jay Ajayi just signed with the Eagles this afternoon. You look, and I, I can't imagine that he's going to be an impact player in Week 11, but if you own Miles Sanders, Dave, this is the wide opening for you to, to start Sanders this week because he, he could be a big-time difference maker for people trying to make the football guys in the FFPC main event league playoffs. Uh, yeah, I actually fully agree. Yeah, with okay. I was right. looking at, so Galladay is actually – I was. Totally pretty pretty much off there, my fault. By a lot or uh, no? Uh, not that much, really. Gaudet is wide receiver 70. He's at 161 points, 17.89. Uh, Marvin Jones is 14, 145, oh. 9 points, 16.21. So it's not that big of a chasm. It's, you know, like 1.6 points a game. Right. But there is a difference for sure. So uh, Gaudet, you know, wide receiver 7, that's pretty darn impressive. So, Dave, uh, just, just to uh, – I might have made a mistake there. No, no, no. <laughs> not, I'm not – speaking of mistakes and Kenny Galladay. Does wide receiver seven make Kenny Galladay a wide receiver one? 
Actually, it does make him a wide receiver. One. Interesting, Tupacker. Very interesting. Tupacker has been saying periodically when it suits him that Galladay is a wide receiver <laughs> one yeah, this year. Yeah. You know what's funny about that is I was actually ticked off in the Kentucky auction this year that we got Kenny Galladay because I was bidding him up and then we ended up getting him. But I've been pretty happy with him so far as our WR1, and I think he's going to carry us into the playoffs for the third straight year in that league. Nice. I will say almost with, with almost with certainty, in week seven when Galladay had a 3.1 points, Meyer did say he was a wide receiver one before that game. So all right. for whatever that's worth, Mr. Um, I crap all over Dave, you know, four years ago when we used to have that Sunday morning show. Uh, oh, Meyer. who dis? Yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot, Meyer. Um, and 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 I, listen, Meyer's having a good season. At Two Packers having a good season. I believe he is also in first place in that um, uh, the Hardway League, the Hardway Football Guys Players. Yeah, the twelfth place team has to wear what, some sort of a dildo. Have, have you seen the shenanigans that have gone on in that league this I'm week? I'm in the private chat. I just listened to it. Uh, with Crack Rock, yeah, with ahead. Crack Rock and Austin Martin, Crack Rock is trying to... to um, he cornered the quarterback market? Yes, he, he picked up all these quarterbacks because Austin Martin needed a quarterback this week, <laughs> and he picked up a bunch of them at the expense of the rest of his team. And he is, he's down 89 points to him. This was before the Thursday night game. He was down 89 points to uh, Austin Martin in, in, in trying to avoid wearing the costume. We'll see what happens there. Uh, so funny. Twitter was a buzz on it. Meyer is first in wins and points. He's crushing that league. Crack Rock picked up Taysom Hill. As well tonight in waivers, so he is really leaving no outs for Austin. To his credit, Austin Martin's like you know he has the whole uh, Kurt Awe uh, um, attitude of with or without a QB. You know yeah. he's he's That's he's going to do it. So very very funny there. And um, by the way, I also saw Meyer on on Twitter in one of his dynasty leagues said QBs are overrated. He was forced to start Matthew Stafford in one of his dynasty leagues this <laughs> past won. week. And he, and he put like a 170. Nice. Just absolutely crushed it. Nice so job. maybe they are overrated. Yeah. Uh, final point I'm going to make here uh, before we get to uh, emails, a whip around email segment. Kareem Hunt, uh, six catches for 46 yards, also got six carries for 12 yards uh, in the Browns win over the uh, Steelers last night. So, Dave, even with Nick Chubb, you're seeing Kareem Hunt get double-digit points. Is he in, uh, a back-end flex for you going forward now in this offense? Absolutely, and you have to downgrade Chubb. I mean, Chubb's a really good running back, but the way that they're using him, um, I don't care if you like him better than Saquon Barkley when he came out of college. It doesn't really matter at right. this point. He's just, not, he's just not getting that production. I should mention, too, that on the road of his high-stakes lowdown this week, I failed to mention this at the top of the show, Alex Blake, one half of the duo that's in second place in the FFPC main event, along with Chris Holland. He was on the HSLD this week. We actually talked about the whole Chubb and, and Hunt scenario and Browns running backs. Uh, good stuff from him. Good stuff overall uh, as far as managing your teams into the playoffs and what you do here going forward. You can check that out, rotaviz.com slash podcast, Apple Podcasts, as well as the Blue Wire excuse me, podcast network. All right, let's get into emails here. I want to fly through these since we are, uh, we are up. Eh, I guess we're not necessarily up against it. Uh, Sam in Tipton, Georgia kicks things off. I didn't bid on him tonight, uh, but is Jay Ajayi a guy you guys are looking to get on your rosters for the stretch run? That is Sam in Tipton, Georgia. Now, I, we alluded to it earlier. Uh, Jay Ajayi, once again, a member of the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, the team that actually traded for him from the Miami Dolphins a few years ago. He is now on the roster. Uh, we know that Darren Sproles is going to be out for the year it's it's not looking good for Jordan Howard this week and maybe going forward, obviously, with this uh, Jay Ajayi signing. But, Dave, as, as we're looking for the league winner, as we're looking for that running back that can sort of carry us in the final few weeks of the season, is Jay Ajayi that guy? Is, it, is he a guy that, that should have been bid upon 
uh, in tonight's waivers in the FFPC and for any leagues that he's still available, is he a guy that you're going to be looking at on the Wednesday waiver run coming up next week? Uh, you know, I would look at him. It just depends on how it goes this weekend. But, um, yeah, I think if you, if you had an extra roster spot, I think Ajayi was worth picking up. Yeah. And this is actually a really good example of, I don't know Jay Ajayi. I know nothing about him other than, you know, just what I've seen. Right. But of not burning bridges, you know, when you, when you leave a team or whatever, Ajayi obviously handled like a pro and they bring him back. You know, that's great. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah. And, and this is a guy who, we, we, you know, he had that debilitating knee injury. But when you're looking at uh, a player that, that can help you over the course of a few weeks, and he's got fresh legs. This is a probably a guy that, you know, the bye weeks are behind us after this week, so, or after week 12, I should say. So he's probably a guy that you want to look at bringing on your roster just in case. Tony in Asheville, North Carolina, needs some quarterback help this week. Is Kyle Allen good enough for me to play him over Phillip Rivers this week, Dave? Uh, Phillip Rivers, I believe, is at Estadio Esteca on Monday Night Football, taking on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs in Mexico City. Kyle Allen oh, uh, is taking on uh, Atlanta. Atlanta yeah. They're hosting the Falcons. They're four-point favorites uh, on Sunday. So who are you playing between Rivers and Allen this week? I mean, I, there's, I just can't possibly start Kyle Allen over, over Philip Shotputter Rivers. <laughs> right. I know he shot puts his passes, but, I mean, good God. It's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. Right. He's a you know, 47-year, whatever he is, 14-year veteran versus Kyle Allen, first-year starting. I mean, you've got to play it safe. Kyle Allen could easily put up a stinker. All right, so here's what I'm going to say to this. I totally could see starting Kyle Allen over Phillip Rivers. I am not going to do it. I am still going to play Rivers over Allen. Do you want to take a guess at the totals on those games, Atlanta at Carolina, Dave? Uh, Atlanta, Carolina, 52.5. 49. All right. Kansas City at at the Chargers. Uh, 51. 52. So the higher total is that Phillip Rivers game. And uh, the Chiefs are dogs. A high elevation in Mexico City. Right. Hey, I brought this up on, on the show with Leo and Balky, which you can listen to every day at 2 <laughs> o'clock in, in the afternoons on 95.3 and 99.1 The Score in uh, northeast Wisconsin. Go to thescorewi.com to listen to the live stream. So um, I brought this up. Do you know, and we brought this up because the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, are playing one home game in a span of 18 days. Do you know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing? It, it already ended. Uh, on this past Sunday, they played at Raymond James. Do you know they went seven real-time weeks without a home game? Wow. Seven weeks. That's pretty, that's pretty embarrassing for the NFL because they supposedly use computer simulations or whatever it is to run their schedule. They've they, got to be able to do better than that. There was a team. bye week peppered in there uh, as well as a London game where they were the home team peppered that's, in there. That's awful. Seven weeks, dude. By the way, so speaking of that, I'm going to waste another minute of time here, is that uh, you hear the NFL is actually pretty – supposedly is pretty close to getting a collective bargaining agreement, which is a yes. really big deal. Um, the talk is that there might be adding, they might be adding one game. Uh, so 17 be, week season. Might be a 17 week season, which would be 18 weeks, unless they did actually two, two buys, which would yep. be, you know, longer. Uh, so that could be really interesting. So and the official word from the FFPC is we are waiting and watching. Yeah, we're waiting and watching. And if that happens, if they extend it two more weeks, mm-hmm. we're going to go to a nine game regular season to piss off everybody. Ah, I love it. Never, no more 11. You're going to nine weeks. <laughs> that, and you, know what? you know what? You know what, Scott Atkins? We're going to nine weeks. Take that. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, Scott and I, we good love stuff. each other. No, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. We love him. Uh, Mike in Urbana, Ohio. Do you, hello, Don and Devin. Should I roll with Didi or Debo this week as my second flex? Much appreciated. 
That is Mike in Urbana, Ohio. Dave, as we look at uh, these matchups this week, as far as uh, the Jaguars and the Niners go, Niners are, um, I believe they're hosting the uh, Arizona Cardinals are, this week. Yes. Yeah. They're 11-point favorites. Uh, yes, and so that game is going on in Santa Clara this week. I, I, for some reason, I like the Cardinals this week, uh, plus, plus 10. Plus 10, okay. By the way, I did like, uh, as, as I noted the other, I liked, um, who was it? Oh, I liked the Falcons, plus 14. Did I mention that last week? You, uh, you did not, no. I thought I did. That's uh, why I picked a Farrell. And it was an outright upset winner. So I, I, I was uh, on the Appleton Trophy Fantasy Football Show, which you can hear in ninety five three ninety nine. What score? We do that show, and, and we made we didn't we always do our Packers predictions at the end of the show. Yeah. And we didn't have a Packers prediction this week because they're off. So we predicted the Thursday night game, and I said I love the under in that game. Oh, that was actually right on. Right, and and then my uh, Twitter list, Alex, who is the producer of the show, um, and and co-host, he bet the under. He's like, hey, thanks for that call last night. I nice. made, made a lot of money. I'm like, hey, awesome. thanks for letting me. I didn't know he was placing bets. I don't know where he goes uh, through. I'm like, you need to cut me in on this. <laughs> um, but so that was very frustrating. Uh, anyway, getting back to Mike's question here. Yes. So you have Debo Samuel at home against the Cardinals. You have uh, D.D. Westbrook at Indianapolis this week as two-and-a-half-point dogs in a total of 43. Who do you like between those two guys? You know, instinctively, I like Debo. Debo's actually getting targets. He's playing well. I didn't draft him in Dynasty, which kind of sucks, but he's really doing, he's doing pretty well. He's doing and very Dante well. Pettis, uh, sucks. Um, okay, so we all knew that not to reference football guys again, but the, um, the audible this week, you know, Cecil Lammy, I, I think I've mentioned this on the show, he always alludes to all this stuff that he's privy to based on his uh, context in the NFL. And he said, I know this is radio, but I just rolled my eyes. He would let Sigmund Bloom know off the air what's going on with Dante Pettis. And then he probably. Now I really rolled him twice. And then he promptly let everybody know on the air what was going on with Dante Pettis. Apparently, he was not, paying, he was not paying attention in at least one meeting, one team meeting. And, <laughs> and, that's, and that's, why, that's why he is behind the eight ball in San Francisco. Or he's a terrible player with a terrible well, phenom he, score, and he was never going to amount to anything. He, he he's could be that. Short. He's not that fast. He's undersized, and he sucks. What do, What do you make of it the could San, be any of those things? What do you make of, of the San Francisco 49ers receiving core next year? Because Emmanuel Sanders, I think you would agree, Emmanuel Sanders is the guy to own there. But what do you make of it next year when Sanders could be gone, Pettis, or he should be gone? So you're just assuming that they traded for him and they're going to let him go? Well, I I, I guess uh, yeah, I guess I'm sort of assuming. All right, you so think that's your assumption? Okay. Well, they could resign him. They could. Uh, it's entirely possible. Um, and then. Uh, Pettis doing nothing. Debo Samuel, who we just sang the praises of. Uh, who do you like there in that, in that receiving core catching passes from Garoppolo next year? Well, let's see. You gave me a choice of one guy that's good. Well, no, just I'm just mentioning those, those guys. You can pick, take your pick of the litter. Well, who, what litter is there? It's Debo. Then yeah. you have Marquise. I'm an you know, Olympic good one. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Um, well, let's throw uh, Sanders in there as well. Well, Sanders is in there. I think then it gets interesting. I think, I, th- I, th- I think it makes a lot of sense for both parties, Sanders and the Niners, to right. sign Sanders. I mean, who's going to pay him more? I mean, he's a, he's, a great, he's a great professional athlete. He's a great professional wide receiver. He's getting older, but he's still not that old. He's super fast. Um, I think it'd be a really good – the offense would be great. You have Garoppolo, you have Sanders, that running Daniel game in his second year, and you yeah. have George Kittle and the run game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, a really, that's a nice offense. Probably going to be going up against the first-place schedule next year, um, but there, there's a lot to like about Kyle Shanahan in that 49ers offense. Two Packers are Jason Bourne, and I think that he's Ken- a movie, movie star. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne, I think, is the, is the guy there <laughs> uh, from uh, the San Francisco, like the skill building. San Francisco Black Friars. Did you see that there is a um, – 
is it on Apple TV or, like or Treadstone or whatever? Yeah. Did the you show? see that? It's a TV show. I didn't see the show, but I've seen that there is a show. Yeah, and I don't think it is it called Treadstone or Blackbriar. I thought it was called something else. Something like that. Yeah, and which we've used those team names in yeah. Kentucky before, which is why I bring. <laughs> I that always up. like those team names. Fred in Las Vegas, what's up, Dave and Balky? Am I being too cute if I play Devin Singletary this week and sit Todd Gurley? I can only play two running backs in my league. No flex. And already have CMC as my number one. That is Fred in Las Vegas. Thank you for your email, Fred. We alluded to this earlier when we were talking about uh, Todd Gurley versus Brian Hildave, but you look at Devin Singletary, who I believe gets the Miami Fighting Dolphins this week, if I'm uh, remembering this. Yeah, they are at Miami this week yes. as six and a half point favorites. So if you can only play one and you have to make the decision to sit one and start the other, who's it going to be between Devin Singletary and Todd Gurley? You know, I think Devin Singletary is a low-talent guy. I've said this plenty of times, um, but the game script says to me that they're going to be running the ball, running the ball often, running the ball late. Uh, so I would actually start Singletary. He's the bell cow in that offense. That's a very Trump I know Frank, answer. Frank Gore is there, but they, yeah. he's been, they've been using him a lot. That's a very Trump answer. <laughs> Devin Singletary is a low-talent. He's a loser. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a loser. You don't want to play him. Won't amount to anything, but this week, I guess you throw him in there. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. The only thing worse than, uh, than Devin Singletary is Todd Gurley playing against the Bears. All right, moving on. This whole thing is a sham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't want to get political here tonight. Um, Scott in Monrovia, Maryland. Uh, trying to make my FPC playoffs, and it's not looking great. Uh, I need to start either O.J. Howard or Mike Gesicki. What would you guys do? So uh, let, let's uh, explore this a little bit here. O.J. Howard is at home as a five-and-a-half-point dog in a total of 49-and-a-half against the New Orleans Saints, and we just talked about that Dolphins game. Uh, Mike Gesicki is at home, again, as a dog, six-and-a-half-point dog, in a total of 40-and-a-half against Buffalo. Dave, if you could only play one of these players in a tight end premium league, are you playing O.J. Howard or are you playing Mike Gesicki? Is it Gesicki or Gesicki? Who cares? All right. <laughs> I, you know, I can't trust Howard at this point, but I can't trust Gesicki against the, the, the Bills. I mean, that's um, what makes this question so compelling. It, it actually is pretty tough. It's, yeah. it's kind of a kind of horse of peace, really. Um, uh, for what it's worth, I am going to roll with O.J. Howard over Gesicki. I think I'm going to roll with Gesicki over Howard. Okay. It's actually, for I'm me, not willing to put five on that. No, and that's fine. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm kind of not either. <laughs> I think if you look at Howard in the, in the receiving game, he's a number four option for sure behind the, you know, Ronald Jones, who's not running the full route. He race, looks great. Like, yeah, they really are. He looks awesome. You know what? Aren't you happy that, yeah, that no one that made I, a legitimate yes. offer for you in Carrington? Thrilled. I'm, I'm pissed thrilled. at myself that I didn't because yeah. I talked about it and then I, well, let, I was the wuss. All right. I never put in any good offer. So getting into Dynasty on this, what would you give up for Ronald Jones right now in Dynasty? Would you, if you were looking good and you're going to make the playoffs and you're a contender, would you give up your first rounder next year for Ronald Jones? I could see someone doing it. I'm not sure if I would give up the 110, yeah. 111, 112 for it, but I, I could totally see that being possibly worth it. Yeah. Um, when you look at Rojo coming into the NFL, I mean, we were – you may not have been as high on him, but I was pretty high on you him. You were higher on him than me, and then somehow I got him in more leagues than you. Yeah, and I, but I have so him a few, and I liked him. I, I, he had the speed. I, I, he was a little bit undersized, but, I mean, it took him a year, and now he's coming on. Uh, you know, running the ball, he's still not killing it. But, you know, I think 
I also think Dirk, I, I, well, I think Dirk Cutter was a pile of shit coach, okay. and he really misused him. The, but I also think that Rojo also was not ready for the NFL as a really young player coming in. The thing that, that to me, is the most attractive thing with him right now, what was the big knock on Ronald Jones coming in? He couldn't game? catch Couldn't catch passes. passes. And, look what he's, passes. and look what he's doing now. Absolutely. Would he, he catch, like, six passes last week? I think it was eight. And, yeah, he looks gr- and he looks great doing it. He but looks like a the, natural doing it. You have, absolutely. And I thought he looked at and, – and that was one of the arguments. There was one article I read. I might have been by the guy, the college football metrics guy. R.C. Fisher. And I, I, it might, he might, I might be misattributing it, but he did say, he's like, you know, he never had the chance to catch passes when he was in college. So right. how, do you, how do you say he can't? Yeah. So anyway. I get it. Uh, I, you know, I'll take a sickie because he's uh, a higher ranked – He's one of the top guys to catch passes. On I get it. So All right. It. By the way, he just got a real-time offer from Sue Packer. I can give him uh, Rojo in a first for Will Fuller. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Not going to do that trade. I want to thank tonight's guest, uh, of course, Jerry Kaporski, Dave Gerzak, the FFPC, Rob Bryson, and, of course, each and every one of you. Remember to check out Alex Blake on the Road of His High Stakes Lowdown, rotoviz.com slash podcast. A lot of good stuff on there. And good luck trying to make your league playoffs in the FCC in the main event. Your weekend, of course, starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. We're on the floor, even more so if we on tour. Me and E explore the country, wondering about the evening before. Trying to explain where the time went. Well, other rappers find a studio to grind in. By the way, Dave, I should mention this uh, as far as the Blake Harrington Dynasty League goes. That's the league where I'm trying to lose for a high draft pick. And I have oh, Ronald. Yeah, and I and have. You're the commissioner. This guy's the worst. No, but but I'm I'm starting a, co- a yeah, competitive yeah. lineup and I keep winning. And Ronald Jones is my number one running back there you in the league. Uh, I deal. Yeah, I might I might have. I don't to. have the picks. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.